know you saw that. Oh, that's Damn it, I'm gonna have to put a higher bid in on him now. I'm feeling lucky. Ellis keeping the dribble alive, going bank. Fink on the roll, they're gonna break contain. Ellis wrapping around. Fink able to strip the first man. Ellis gets around him. Fink looking in zone. Ellis catching. Welcome everybody to the Fantasy Giant Podcast. I am your host with the most, the biggest Joe you know, alongside me, my co-host for the evening, as always, El Scorcho. How you doing, buddy? I am I am here, and I am ready for another week of Fantasy Gold. The show is gold, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, not my team. Our teams are not gold. No, no, no. The, the show, definitely the show. My team is like uh, fool's gold, because oh. I get fooled every other week thinking I have a contender. And now I just lost my best player, so uh, I, I, not looking good for me in the Legacy League, but... My teams also resemble that remark. Uh, NFL News, Brees Hall has torn his ACL done for the year. So sad. Uh, I put him in IR. I'm going to keep him for now. Yeah. I'm not sure he's my keeper next year, but... What'd you pay for him? 29 Pretty cheap, but coming off an injury. And he tore his ACL? Yeah, he's probably going to be around that you price know, next year. Yeah, what, what that screams to me is that's a guy you keep... Or, like, you end up keeping, and then next year he just, like, he's okay. Like, yeah. he doesn't do it. And then the following year, he's worth something. <laughs> so, I got to hold on to him for two years. All right, thanks. Well, I'm just letting you know how it's going to go. Uh, a couple other injuries. DK Metcalf, Mike Williams, and Joku, they're all going to miss some time. Uh, last week, we had Carson Wentz get benched. This week, it's Matt Ryan. Ugh. And it looks like going forward, those guys are going to miss uh, probably the rest of the year. Ryan's done, right? I assume so. Yeah. I mean, it seems like ownership has moved on. Yeah. I would think we should just trade them Jared Goff now and give him a chance. Yeah, that's kind of their M.O. Stars of the week from this past week. Oh, boy, did Joe Burrow do it again. Man, I got burrowed. 44 fantasy points for Burrow. Uh, his Robin, Jamar Chase, chipped in 30. Josh Jacobs had 35. Kenneth Walker the third had 30. Eckler had 30. Miko Hardman, 26, oh. and even Tyler Boyd had 25. So if Burrow and Chase are Batman and Robin, what is Tyler Boyd? Uh, Batgirl. Oh, not Alfred? That's uh, T. Higgins. Ah, there you go. That makes sense. All right. Yeah. Uh, bye weeks this week, just two teams. Really kind of weird, just two oh, teams that's not bad. Bye. Yeah, but two uh, big fantasy teams, the Chiefs and the Chargers. Oh, that is bad. Yeah, so big implications there in your lineup. Make sure you get Mahomes. Kelsey, Herbert, and the bunch out. Time to move on to our quick three, starting with tweet number one. This one comes from Scott Barrett, DFB. Worst fantasy draft picks by round. Oh. And this is going by fewest fantasy points per game. Yeah. Round number one with the 101. If you took Jonathan Taylor, you're not doing so well. Negative. Or Najee Harris. Also a first round pick. Also been disappointing. Round two. Due to injury, but still yeah. disappointed. Javante Williams. Uh, or if you had took C.D. Lamb, he has not been producing for you. Round number three, Ooh. Kyle Pitts has been just disgusting this year. Yeah. D.J. Moore finally found the end zone last week, and Keenan Allen's been injured all year, but all three of those guys duds in round three. Round number four, Allen Robinson yeah. has not done much this year at all. In the fifth round, Cam Akers. The for now Los Angeles Ram. We'll see if he gets traded. And uh, Darnell Mooney for the Bears. Both pretty disappointing years. A.J. Dillon in the sixth round. Uh, which surprised me. He's available in the chopping block. I went to do the show doc just now. And I was like, who, who bought Dillon? How much did they spend on him? 
He was not picked up. I, I wouldn't want him. So if you're listening to this, you can go pick him up in the chopping block. He might be better than someone on your bench. Uh, could be. Uh, seventh round, Elijah Moore hasn't done much for the Jets. And Chase yeah. Edmonds, he probably got beat out there for the Dolphins. So those are your round-by-round worst draft picks. If you have multiple guys, you probably have multiple losses this year. Tweet number two. It's kind of a two-parter. The first one comes from at Sam Hoppin. Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. He started a few games to start the year. Yep. And he has more pass attempts on the season than Marcus Mariota, who has played every single game. 155 to 150. Not only that, but our buddy Ian Hartitz tells us the Falcons pass on just 46% of their plays. So you want Falcon running backs. Well, yeah. It's the lowest percentage of any team since 2010. Hey, you know, I, I love a good blocking scheme. Yeah, I'm glad I picked up and started Mariota last week. It makes a lot of sense. Oops. Uh, And finally, tweet number three comes from Sir Yacht. Did you know Nick Chubb? He just went out and got himself an Xbox and a PS5. Call of Duty drops this week. And he signs on late at night to text his teammates to go to bed if he sees that they're logged on playing video games at night. Do you think he still gets on there and, like, texts Baker? Like, hey, your team stinks. Yeah. (laughs) Why don't you go study more? All right, so we are seven weeks through the fantasy season uh, with the extended week in the NFL that they added last year. The regular season now goes 14 weeks in the Legacy and Coast to Coast League, which means we're halfway to the finish line. Oh, baby. So we figured we'd give you some mid-season awards. So here we go. Let's get it started. Let's start with the best. Oh, the The big one. Yeah, why not? The MVP of the fantasy season so far, in my eyes, Saquon Barkley, mm. RB number one. Not only that, you most likely got him in the second round. Right. You didn't have to invest the top dollar in an auction draft for some of these other backs. Saquon Barkley really getting it done this year. He's looked like the study once was before. Yeah, so I went back and forth on this one. Barkley was on my list. Um, so was Josh Allen. Um, coincidentally, they're both on my legacy team. Um, but honestly, though, Josh Allen has had a really good season so far. But I went with Travis Kelsey, and mainly because he is a tight end, and it is damn near impossible to get consistently good points out of tight ends. Most of us are, you know, just hoping for seven to eight points every week and throwing in whoever we can. But listen to this. If Travis Kelsey was a wide receiver, he would be wide receiver two on the year right now. It's cheat codes. If you can get that out of a position that's basically being punted by everyone else, then that is a huge advantage. Yeah, not only that, I mean, Mark Andrews has had an amazing year as well. Yes. He is clearly at least one step, maybe two steps above Andrews as far as that tier break for tight ends go. I agree. A breakout player so far this year, uh, I'm going with Josh Jacobs. He has just been a workhorse for the Las Vegas Raiders. That's not something you see anymore. But, gosh, he's been getting all sorts of carries, all sorts of touchdowns. He's been a stud so far this year for the Raiders. Yeah, and I, I say my stud with uh, a tear in my eye. Um, or a he, tear. Yeah, well, a tear or a tear. But my breakout this year is Brees Hall. Um, you know, I, I didn't really believe in him personally going into the season, but he proved me wrong. Um, he was really coming on strong. He was looking like he was going to be a strong fantasy asset for multiple years in a row here to start off his career. Um, and unfortunately, I don't think we're going to see that. Um, his career is certainly not over, um, and we still expect a productive career from him. 
Um, but for the first half of the season, he was my breakout star. Next up, we got the best waiver pickup of the year. I'm going with Washington Commanders wide receiver Ooh. Curtis Samuel. He's had a very quiet year, but he has wide receiver 24 Man, on the year. Kyle picked that. him up in the Legacy League for free. And I know he was sitting on waivers for a while there in the uh, Coast to Coast League as well. Honorable mention goes out to Geno Smith. Yes. QB 8 on the year. Great year. No one expected that from Geno. Absolutely. And Geno is definitely somebody I was thinking about here. Um, but the player I have gone with is Jamal Williams. Um, now, granted, he has gotten his opportunities because of a injury to DeAndre Swift. Um, but he has done really well. He is the running back 15 so far on the year. And if you got him off the waivers earlier, most likely, rather than later, um, you're very happy with that pickup. I know you have him in the in the Legacy League, um, and you've been starting him pretty much every week. Yeah, you kind of have to, especially with Swift missing time. Yeah. Uh, speaking of best GMs like myself, the GM of the midseason, uh, my award you know, I was going to give it to the good news. He's uh, made some trades, Started lots of moves. Started off strong. He was, yeah, looking really good. And then I think this last couple weeks he failed to start his lineup. So. Yeah, so you can't win. No, you are eliminated from that. So that's why we're moving it over, and I'm giving it to Chafee, another guy nice. who's been very active this year, making trades, trying to improve his roster. And uh, he's, he's making a run at the playoffs. He doesn't want to be mediocre anymore. So you got to appreciate that. Keep it up, Chafee. And the best GM of the year for me, we're actually going to look at the Chopping Block League. And that is going to go to my wife, the owner of the team, Mrs. Fink, in the Chopping Block League. It is the first time she has been in the Chopping Block League and... Oh, I'm waiting for it. Ah, there it is. <laughs> it is the first time she's been in the Chopping Block League, and all of us know that it is a different sort of league. It is. And you really got to gauge your wagers, I guess you'd say, or on waivers... Uh, correctly to be in it and have a decent team and she's done a really good job at that um she got travis kelsey last week or a couple weeks ago um who we just mentioned is my mvp for the year so i mean is that a coincidence eh, maybe um but still she's doing a great job so keep it up honey there's still a long way to go in the chopping block but yes. you know she survived seven weeks clearly and some of the names that have been eliminated yeah in this first seven weeks you know including myself the buzzsaw just went down. Yeah. Rick's been out. The defending champ, Trent's out. Tyler, a lot of good fantasy players eliminated already. Good job to Liz so far. And now we'll round out the awards with uh, well, the most embarrassing award. Uh, we'll say it's the worst pick of the draft. Yeah. And uh, I'm just kind of making this open-ended. If you took Jonathan Taylor at the 101, I mean, not to beat a dead horse. It's but, not your fault, though. Yeah, but unfortunately... Austin Eckler having an amazing season. Christian yeah. McCaffrey's doing what you expected. Derek Henry's performing like you expected. Anyone else you would have took in that first round besides maybe Najee Harris, who you wouldn't have took one on one, has performed. So a rough pick for all those Jonathan Taylor one on one truthers. Yeah, and the worst pick I'm going to go with is Allen Robinson. Um, he has scored less than four points in four out of his six games this Ouch. year. He, he is just, he really hasn't been usable. And if you did play him, you were not happy about it. And you weren't doing it because you wanted to. He, he was a guy I went after in the auction league, or the uh, the live auction. And I think a lot of people did, you know, expecting him to have this big year with the change of scenery and a better quarterback and blah, blah, blah. And it just did not materialize. Yeah, we all saw what Robert Woods did with Cooper Cup. We yes. all saw what OBJ did last year. There was room for a second wide receiver for L.A., we thought. And so far, it just hasn't been. And, and there is still room. Yeah. 
All right, let's move over to the Legacy League and check out the scores from week number seven. The Washington Redskins improved to three and four with a 100 to 80 victory over I Love Lamb. A Sean's hair takes down Waste Management 87 to 69 to improve to five and two on the year. Chasing Greatness beats the Fantasy Behemoth 97 to 85. He is now three and four on the season, while Corpy drops to four and three. I Heart Fart squeaks one out 90 to 63 over the Hertz Locker. Both teams now four and three. This is the year wins 109 to 98 over the Fantasy Giant to improve to four and three, and the weekly high points winner in the Legacy League. With a score of 141. Jeez. A good 30 points more than the next closest team. 141 to 93. The Bengal Kings and Joe Burrow take down El Scorcho. Storts does it again. Joe Burrow back to back weeks. Back to back. What was it? 400 yards, four touchdowns, I think, in both weeks. Nah, I don't Something know. Something crazy like that. Uh, and Storts is on a roll. He's now three and four, and his team is looking good, and it's it's honestly looking like it's going to get better. And you know, I think Stortz has to give some credit to coming on this show. That, that's got to be it. You know, we kind of have the the interview spike. Lynette came yeah. on the show, beat the defending champ. Who else? We had Stortz come on the show. He took you out. Yeah, it's the big smooth bump. Yeah, exactly. So uh, if we need a victory next week, you might want to call us and set up an interview. Can, can I call in? Yeah, it doesn't work for us. All our magic wore off the first four years of this show. Yeah, jeez. We're done now. Now we're running on fumes. Uh, the game of the week, I think that's chasing greatness when he took down Corpy in the fantasy behemoth because on Monday night, Ramondre Stevenson scored 20 points to take him down. Chase chipped in that big 30. Terry had 15. Brissett had 12. And those were only guys in double digits, not a... Great performance by Chase and Greatness, but he got the 97 points, and he took down Corpy 97 to 85. All right, El Scorcher, what was your biggest takeaway from week number seven? I mean, it goes back to the Bengal Kings. Why Why is it got to be against me, man? Like, he puts up 144 against me. I, I wouldn't have won if Burrow put up normal points, but, I mean, why Why? Why? why you got to make me look so bad? Like, my team ain't that bad. Oh, yeah, he made you look bad, and his team is looking good and, and should get better, as I mentioned earlier. The Jaguars just traded away James Robinson, so you got to assume Travis Etienne is going to get more work. 15 points a week. Yeah, that's going up. Raheem Mostert seems to be the star of the backfield in the Dolphins. Uh, Chase Edmonds has been useless the last few weeks. Tony Pollard is getting a lot of work there in Dallas, and Zeke is kind of banged up, so he might see even more work these next few weeks. And gosh, if Joe Burrow keeps playing he's like this, chucking he's chucking it 50 times a game. Exactly. So riding a high, 50 bucks back-to-back weeks. He's got his entry fee back, and the rest of the season uh, – He's playing with house money, so good luck to the Bengal Kings. As we move over to check on the standings, pretty even league. We've got six teams above 500, six teams below 500. Still, a lot of time left. We're only halfway there, but when we check the food watch, oh, not looking good as Waste Management now has an 80-point lead on the uh, bottom of there of points four. Yeah, and what I really find most interesting is the uh, separation of the points four. So you have the top four points getters, all with scores over 700 on the year. And then the bottom three, all with scores under 600 for the year. Oh, wow. And then everybody else, 
lumped together. Um, so you're really starting to see that striation of teams. Yeah, and then you look at points against, and uh, somehow I've allowed 40 more than the next closest, uh, which is Stortz, But Oh, look at that. I'm in third. Yeah. Hey, I've, I've allowed 200 more than Lynette. Oh, That's interesting. That is. <laughs> no wonder my team is three and four. Welcome. All right, let's move over to the Coast to Coast Dynasty League. Here are the scores from last week. The Chaos Knights did their job and kept Team Beers winless, 84 to 77. Wow. Threat Level Midnight just mollywops the Gnus, 138-58. to The 08 Lions get the win over Team Beers, 117-94. Cromarty's Child Care takes their first loss of the year as the Fantasy Giant tops them 137-121. to And El Scorcho got your high points this week, 140-131 to victory over the Sunnyvale Sam Squatches. What a close game that was. Hell of a matchup. Hell of a matchup. And he's uh, he's really starting to come on this year. I, I know his record doesn't quite reflect it at 2-5, and five, but his, his team is not bad. Third win in a row. Yeah, started off 0-4. Yeah, and this matchup was very exciting at the 4 o'clock hour, if you're mm-hmm. paying attention. Josh Jacobs, three touchdowns. Mikkel Hardman, did he have two or three? Uh, I think he had three. Yeah, both guys, 26, 35 points, huge scores, back and forth game. All came down to Monday Night Football, and all Sunnyvale needed was Damian Harris to punch one in the end zone, really. And it was all Stevenson on Monday night, so he came up short. El Scorcho goes to 3-4, and four, and Sunnyvale drops to 2-5. and five. Man, I said he was the GM of the year, and he's 2-5. and five. Well, What am I smoking? I mean, the coaches of the year sometimes don't have the best records. Yeah, they usually have a better record than 2-5, and five, though. Oh, I said sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chafee, I'm going to take that away from you. Aww. I backtracked. You can't take it away. You already gave it to him. <laughs> the biggest takeaway this week besides uh, Chafee's halfway of the year GM award, the top two teams both took a loss. Team Beers... Drop to the 08 Lions, and the Cromartys Childcare took their first loss of the year. So, kind of evening out, giving some other teams a chance here in the standings. And we take a look now, just like in the Legacy League, we got perfect balance. Five teams above 500, five teams below 500, and one team that is still winless. Let's keep it going. 0 and 14 team beers, we're rooting for you. Yeah, and also, again, getting back to the points for because really that's the only thing we can even semi-control in fantasy football. Still two teams that are head and shoulders above everyone else, yeah. and it's uh, Dr. Greenbeers and Cromartie's Child Care. They, they've got over 100 points more than the next closest team. Um, so they're, they're, they're the two to beat, quite frankly. It, yeah. it hasn't changed yet. Not only that, little brother Ryan has almost double the point score of big brother Brandon. Oh, he, he's very little. Beers. Yeah. Look at that. That's wild. Almost 1,000 points to 550. And you're looking at the points against, well, Chaos Knights, they seem to be giving up the most 850, as well as you 850. Yeah. So that makes sense. And you guys square off this week, oh. which we'll learn more about on Sunday's preview show. All right, moving over to the Chopping Block Guillotine League, your top scores from last week. Unbelievably, Dan's remarkable team, 126. Wow. Ryan's best, 112. Jeez. Dave Dazzling, 103. Those Man. are your top three scores. But on the flip side, your bottom three, 
We had a couple teams in the 60s, 67 yep. for both Mrs. Fink and Matt's mind-blowing team, 66 for El Scorcho. <laughs> close. But it doesn't matter. It wasn't close. Because at 2 o'clock on Sunday afternoon, I got the text from Dave that said, I'm chopped. Yeah. I said, oh, already? He goes, oh, yes. 31 points for the Hertz Locker, and they are chopped Unfortunately for the buzzsaw, he said he said his team was better in this league than the Legacy League. It was. Yeah, but Hertz was on by, and that really hurt him because uh, Mariota chipped in 12. Okay. Not bad. Debo, 6.9. Not great. Nope. Hunt, 7.3. Eh. And everyone else scored two points or less. Kyle Whoa. Pitts, two. A.J. Dillon, a point and a half. Yuck. Less than a point for St. Brown. Half a point for Kenyon Drake. Ugh. That's how you get 31. Yeah. That's how you get chopped. Sorry to see you go. Dave, he is now gone. His players went to waivers. And here's how the waiver wire shaked out. Debo went for 23 bucks to Jay. Uh, next closest bid, 17 17 9 So pretty decent bidding there. Jalen Hurts was the big prize this week. $24 to Dylan. That's Dave's dazzling team. Next closest bid was $22. Oh. And then $15.11. Very nice. Amon St. Brown went to Ryan's best team for $15. Next closest bid was $13.12. Gabe Davis went for $13 to Corpy. Uh, next closest was $11.99. Oh, I almost had him. Uh, Kyle Pitts, 5 bucks to Dylan. No one else bid. He he's a player that gets you chopped. Yeah, he, that's what he is. Yeah, can you play him? Like, <laughs> no, I, not in this league. <laughs> not yet, unless you absolutely need a tight end. G- give me Hayden Hurst. G- give me give me anybody. Evan Ingram or Kyle Pitts. Ingram. Conklin or Kyle Pitts. Ooh, uh, considering Conklin's going against New England, probably Pitts this week. Irv Smith or Kyle Pitts. Irv Smith. Hunter Henry or Kyle Pitts. Pitts. What about you? I'm probably taking Pitts over all those guys but Irv this week. Okay. I would take Irv Smith, and you'll probably hear a little bit more why I'm taking Irv Smith in just a few moments. Even Evan Engram? I do like Evan Engram a lot. He's getting targeted. Yeah, he is. He, he's having an actual floor. Yeah, for real. So He is. But they're playing in London. Ah, and, uh, that's right. Another London game this week. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yeah, it's so, very uh, early. All right, so we have 13 teams left in the chopping block. Good luck to everybody going the rest of the way. Other leagues I'm involved in in the BWO. Well, I lost to Donnie. He got the victory, but that's okay. We were together on Sunday, and I got paid our fantasy baseball winnings right in front of him. So hey, there you go. That's the real victory that's there. That's worth it. Uh, and I did get a win in the IDP promo league, but uh, my team's so bad, I'm not really paying attention to that anymore. <laughs> you still in first in the family league? Um, Actually, I'm in second. Oh, no. I'm in second. I lost to... Uh, Jay? Yes, I lost to him two weeks ago, and he is currently undefeated, and I am in second. Wow, undefeated Jay. Nice. Good luck. All right, let's take a look at the weekend watch. What games to watch coming up this weekend starts on Thursday on Amazon Prime. 8 o'clock, we have the Ravens at the Buccaneers. A nice Thursday night game. A real game. It's about time. Yeah, we'll see if it uh, lives up to expectations. Moving over to college football, Big Noon on Fox. Well, now they're following Ohio State as number two Ohio State visits number 13 Penn State. Okay, okay. So (laughs) Big Noon is ridiculous. It it goes to Michigan for three or four games straight. Now it's going to Ohio State for three or four games straight. I mean, (laughs) this is stupid. (laughs) Like, why, why go anywhere? It's Big Noon. 
What do you mean? No, it's not. It's it's big, big ten. <laughs> One of these two teams is going to be in the playoff, right? Yes. Maybe both. Yes, possibly. Maybe one of them is going to win the whole thing. Yeah, but why? Why not wouldn't go- you want them on TV as much as why possible? Not Georgia and Tennessee. Why not flip back and forth between them? Because this is big noon. Fox has the Big Ten contract. Oh my gosh! Go but, go to Illinois. They're having a decent year. Do do something different. You can't just go to the two best schools every week. They will go to Illinois. When Ohio State or Michigan plays them. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> also at noon, but this time on ABC, we have Notre Dame taking on number 16, Syracuse, coming off that epic collapse last week against Clemson. Yeah. 3.30 on CBS, Florida visits number one, Georgia. 7 o'clock on ESPN, number 19, Kentucky visits number three, Tennessee. And the big game, Saturday night, 7.30, ABC, Unranked Michigan State travels to Ann Arbor to take on number four U of M under the lights. Who do you like in that one? I mean, it's got to be U of M, right? Yeah, but I took Michigan State money line because it's ridiculous. Oh, what is it like thousands? Oh yeah, it was plus twelve fifty. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I was like, you got to put something on it. Just, yeah, I've seen this game before. Uh, moving over to the professionals on Sunday morning, nine thirty on ESPN Plus. The Broncos take on the Jags in London, and did you hear? Russell Wilson was stretching for four hours of the flight on the way to London. How do you stretch for four hours? Apparently, he was doing high knees up and down the aisle while everyone was sleeping. What an ass. KJ Hamler confirmed it on Twitter. Oh, my God. Did he have video? (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) Uh, One o'clock on Fox, the Bears take on the Cowboys in Dallas. On CBS at one o'clock, the Dolphins visit the Lions. 425 on CBS, we get San Francisco taking on the L.A. Rams. Sunday Night Football features the Green Bay Packers going to Buffalo to take on the Bills. And Monday Night, the Battle of Ohio as the Bengals visit Cleveland. Uh, I didn't mention it, but we also have the World Series starting on Friday. Oh, yeah. So that should be good. Uh, watch a little baseball this weekend. All right, what game are you looking forward to most this weekend? I'm actually kind of looking forward, well, of course, the, the Michigan-Michigan State game, but um, I'm probably looking forward to that Kentucky-Tennessee game. Um, see see how real Kentucky is and uh, see if Tennessee can keep it up and not, you know, fall all over themselves like Tennessee has done in the past. Big game for Tennessee this week before they take on Georgia next week. Trap game. In Georgia. Ooh, between the hedges. The Michigan-Michigan State game, I mean, I'm excited for it because it's Michigan-Michigan State, but let's be honest, I don't expect it to be a great game. No, I agree. Um, I'm hoping the Lions put up more of a fight this weekend than they did last. God, I Now that they're so. at home, I, I, I'm not expecting a good game from the Packers, but I, at the same time, I don't expect them to fall as flat as they did against Washington. That was pretty bad for Rodgers. I expect a little bit better from him. So uh, I don't know. I That offense is lost. Well, the funny thing is, this week in the NFL – there's only one game that features two teams with a winning record. What game's that? The New York Giants against the Seattle Seahawks. Man, who would have guessed that at the beginning of the season? Exactly. There's no way anyone would have. Wow. Uh, and speaking of no one guessing, uh, we never guess <laughs> who scores a touchdown, but we keep trying anyway. So this week... Now speak for yourself. I got one last week. Yeah, so did I. I got Zeke in All the right. 1 o'clock, and you got Kittle in the 4 o'clock. So if you listen to both of us, hey... We went 2-2 two and two last week, and we're looking to do it again. This week, 1 o'clock, there seems to be a little rule, and it's called tight ends against the Arizona Cardinals. Yep. You play a tight end against them, you're going to get some fantasy points, and this week I'm going to roll the dice and pick Irv Smith Jr. to find the end zone against the Cardinals. 
And I am going to go with the Dolphins-Lions matchup. And, of course, I'm going with Tyree Kill against those lovely Lions defensive backs. Yeah, I had Mostert. I thought that was a good one. I feel like they're going to score points against the Lions. Yes. Who gets them? In the 4 o'clock, I'm going on a little bit of a limb. It's a big game. Niners-Rams in division. All eyes on that 49ers backfield with Jeff Wilson and Christian McCaffrey in town now. So I think... Kyle Juszczyk oh. sneaks one in, pounds it in at the goal line, and gets it done. I wouldn't say you're going with two long shots this week, but you're going with two medium shots? They're worth it. If I hit it, it'll make up for some of my other ones. Ah, that's fair. And the second player I'm going with is not in the 4 o'clock games. It's actually in the late games. I'm going with Stefan Diggs going up against Green Bay. I, I think that he's going to have a national stage, and he is going to score at least one, maybe two. Breaking the rules, not picking the four o'clocks, but hey, maybe it'll help us. It's a late game. We can't do any worse. Yeah, that's very true. All right, thanks for listening to the Fantasy Giant Podcast. We wish you all the best luck this week. Make sure you listen Sunday morning at noon for your injury updates and the games to preview in the family of leagues on the fantasygiant.com. Congratulations, first half managers of the year. Woo!